Come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. Hi everyone, I'm Amelia and I'm five years old. Hi, I'm Joshe and I'm seven years old. Hey, this is Mommy. What's up everyone, I'm Daddy. And you're listening to It's Movie Night. And this week we watched Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Paramount Pictures put out this book adaptation in 1971. It's rated G and has a runtime of one hour and 40 minutes. This was the only family-friendly movie Paramount put out around this time, but some other films that were released were Black Beauty and Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Girls, what would you say this movie's about? Amelia? It's about five golden tickets, and a boy really wants one of them, and he got one, and now he gets to a special chocolate factory. That's exactly what this movie's about. It's about a boy named Charlie Bucket and his quest to finding one of five golden tickets hidden inside the packaging of a famous Wonka candy bar. Spoiler alert, he does get the last one. But his story continues as him and four other winners are now the first people to ever set foot inside the famous factory. Some familiar faces in this movie. Willy Wonka is played by the late Gene Wilder. I know him as Dr. Frederick Frankenstein from Young Frankenstein, but that was just a movie my family loved, not necessarily for children. He also played Leo Bloom in The Producers, and he is Jim in Blazing Saddles. Grandpa Joe is played by the late Jack Albertson. He had a career spanning through four decades with parts in Son of Flubber and the Poseidon Adventures, but he's most noticeable in this house as Amos Slade from The Fox and the Hound. Charlie Bucket is played by Peter Ostrom. This is his only acting credit. He found acting to be a difficult profession, so he became a veterinarian after attending Cornell. Cornell. Corn, just like Andy. The nerd dog. Where's our, where are our office fans at? <laughs> Veruca Salt is played by Julie Dawn. She had a few acting credits, but later she became a psychotherapist at a cancer center and wrote a book in 2011 called I Want It Now, a memoir of life on the set of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And she still posts about Willy Wonka on her Instagram. Violet Beauregard is played by the late Denise Nickerson. She has a few acting credits as well, from ABC's Dark Shadows and PBS's The Electric Company. However, she too stepped away at the age of 21 to become a receptionist. Mike TV is played by Paris Themen. He has a few acting credits. However, after Willy Wonka, he worked on everything from real estate, Disney Imagineering, financial consulting, and he also was a contestant on Jeopardy in 2018. So he dabbled in quite a few things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The director is the late Mel Stewart. Known for directing If It's Tuesday, This Must Be Belgium, One is a Lonely Number, and a JFK documentary called Four Days in November, which is probably the only thing I'd be interested in watching because this guy did not really do much. I've never heard of any of those things. Like, yeah. I've heard of JFK, obviously, but yeah. <laughs> not the documentary. No, not at all. So, Mommy, do you remember around what age you first saw this movie and did you like it? I know that I was very young. I had to have been somewhere around second grade, let's say. And I know we had the DVD. That is the first thing that I watched it off of. My parents bought the DVD, popped it in, and that was my first experience. And I enjoyed it. What kid isn't going to like a story about getting a lifetime supply of candy and just the thrill of the hunt of every time you open a candy bar? Like, oh, oh, did I get it? Very true. What about you? I had to have been around three years old. This is something that my grandpa just tossed on and it was something that I watched. I remember liking it very much. I mean, like you had said, who doesn't want to just go into one of these candy rooms or just be on a factory tour in a candy shop? It's great. It's wonderful. 
So like I had mentioned earlier, this is a book adaptation. Did you ever read the book? I did not read the book. Was it a school thing? For me, it was. Like we would have Raul Dahl month in grade school. I feel like I think his books, they're chapter books. So usually it's like third grade and up. Okay. But Raul Dahl did a lot of children's books. He wrote James and the Giant Peach. Okay. He wrote BFG, The Big Friendly Giant. Okay. Just a slew of things if you look up his history. Okay. So I know that I read it, but I don't remember it because it has been so long. But this book is from 1964. And from this came the movie and an entire company. I thought this was wild. And Mm. I wanted to share this with you that Wonka Candy was launched in 1971, the same year that this movie came out. Okay. Um, It was originally launched by Breaker Confections, but eventually Nestle bought it in 1988. And now it's owned by one of your favorite candies, the Ferrero Group. Ferrero Rocher now owns Wonka as of 2018. However, they stopped making Wonka bars in 2014. Wow, that's pretty crazy. Do you remember eating a Wonka bar? I have. I was in Toys R Us. Maybe I was like... I don't know, maybe 12 or 11, around that age, and there was Wonka bars there. And I remember being in shock, and I asked my parents, can I get a Wonka bar? And they said, absolutely. So I had a regular milk chocolate one, and I had a cookies and cream one. And I vaguely remember there being a gold ticket inside them, just a nod to the movie. It didn't get you anything. It was just to give you that excitement that when you opened it, just, you just had some whimsy. Ticket. Yeah. And it was really exciting. And I do remember liking these candy bars. So it's kind of upsetting that they stopped making them. I feel like they had a very unique taste. Just like when you bite into a Hershey bar, you know you're eating a Hershey bar. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it was owned by Nestle for a super long time, but it still didn't taste quite like a Hershey bar. It was, how did I explain? explain it when we were talking about it. It was like a crunch bar without the rice chips in it. Yeah. But yeah, you're not going to find Wonka bars anymore, but they still make fun dip, sweet tarts, nerds, sprees, Laffy Taffy, pretty much everything but chocolate. Interesting. Yeah. I thought that I was going through everything and it's like they just gave up on chocolate. With the new Wonka movie coming out, I'm surprised they didn't bring these out again because they would sell like crazy. A hundred percent. When I was doing some research yesterday, it just kept coming up this weird um, competition for gummy hats, like Willy Wonka's gummy hat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, nobody, we got enough fruit snacks in this world. Get some Wonka bars. Yeah, it's all about chocolate. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I just thought that was some fun background information to think that a book started an entire division of a chocolate company. <laughs> that is pretty <laughs> as crazy. As well as three movies now. Yeah, true. Oh, and then one last fun fact about that. Raul Dahl did not like Gene Wilder. Ooh. He didn't. He said that he did not portray a good Willy Wonka. Um, He didn't like that they changed the title to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory because it focuses it more on Wonka. And in the book, he's this fun, silly, whimsical character. And he described Gene Wilder as being a sociopath in this movie's adaptation. I mean, he is. A hundred percent. But he's also probably one of the only three saving graces of this movie. Also agree. So yes, Raldau was a lot happier when they remade the movie again with Johnny Depp with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Okay. That version is much truer to the novel. Okay. I'll have to rewatch it. So this might be a rough transition, but we're going to start talking about the movie now. I had mentioned after the movie was done that I think that the candy man who owned the candy shop Mm -hmm. was in on it with Wonka, that he knew where the last golden ticket was and he intentionally gave it to Charlie. Do you have an opinion on that? Do you agree? I do think that it's probable. Like, as we just said, he was a sociopath and I feel like he had like eyes everywhere and kind of felt out the town because Charlie lived in the town. So Mm -hmm. he had to have come across him and been like, 
all right, he doesn't come from much. He seems very humble. He seems like a good kid. So he was probably stalking Charlie and, yeah, told the Candyman, this kid, I got a good feeling about this one. I think it'd be pretty cool to rewatch this movie and maybe see somebody in a purple coat in the background. Like maybe Wonka was watching Charlie to give him that ticket. That'd be pretty interesting. Yeah, we can start some new conspiracy theories. (laughs) (laughs) So we did watch this with our friends Adam and Emily from the Does It Hold Up podcast. And Adam had asked if Charlie deserved the factory at the end of this movie. Sorry for the spoilers, guys. This movie is from 1971. So if you haven't seen it, this is your own fault. Um, Do you think that Charlie deserved the factory? I do. I know that he does break the rules and the contract he signs. However, my argument was that it wasn't Charlie's decision. Grandpa Joe was like, come on, Charlie, let's do something. You know, let's do something wild. I've been in a bed for 20 years. Follow me. (laughs) And so I think that's the loophole is he was just following his Grandpa Joe. And he wasn't the one that was like running off to do it like the other kids did. Yeah. So I believe that he still deserves it. Yeah, I agree 100%. I know that Charlie did do this thing that it voids the contract, so he shouldn't get it. But at the end, Charlie also gives back the everlasting gobstopper because this whole movie was a test for these kids. Wonka is looking for the next successor for his company. So he tests all these kids and Charlie is the last one standing and he proves that he does deserve it by giving back the everlasting gobstopper. So I think that Charlie does deserve this factory, even though he voided it earlier on. The ultimate test was passed. Well, not only that, like it just shows how pure of heart he is because Willy Wonka just berated and yelled at this kid in his office, Mm, like shouting, you lose. Good day, sir. And this kid is so crushed and sad, and he's still like, all right, well, here's your gobstopper back. And it's just like... Grandpa Joe doesn't want to give it back either. No, yeah. Grandpa Joe's like, let's go find Slugworth. Like, this guy, to the hills with him. We don't want anything to do with Wonka now. He's so mean to you. And he's still just so pure of heart, and that is... He does. That's why he deserves it. So some positives. Favorite scenes. I like the candy room. The candy room is awesome. That's one of my favorite scenes as well that I noted. Because as a kid, when I watched this movie, when Willie tells you, You can eat almost everything. Let me in, I'm starving! And then he opens the door and you see it. I almost feel like I could smell this room. Like when you walk into a confectionery, <laughs> yeah. just pure sugar. One of the things I liked the most out of this scene was when he sits down on the steps to enjoy sipping a drink out of one of those like flower petal looking teacups. Yeah. And then when he's done drinking the liquid, he just looks down at it and goes like a little shrug and then starts eating the teacup as well. I always liked that. Part of me was like, hmm, I yeah. want to try that out. It what looks like it's <laughs> made out of those saucer wafer, like those uh, those little saucer candies. Yes. It looks like it's made of that stuff and it does look delicious, even though it probably tastes bad. It looks pretty good. I still just want to be able to drink something and then eat the cup that it's in. Like, that's just cool. (laughs) I really like the golden egg room. Oh, yeah? What did you like about that? Because the gooses were so big. As a matter of fact, they're quadruple-sized geese, which produce octuple-sized eggs. Did you like that Veruca was a bad egg? No. No? Did you think she was a bad egg, though? Yeah. Okay, all right. We just don't want anybody to get hurt. Zosha's very sensible in that way. (laughs) She is. She's always thinking about other people's safety. Another scene that I really like that's not looking out for anyone's welfare is there's this really cool montage in this movie where people are getting the tickets or people are looking for the tickets in particular. It's a mad frenzy. Yes. And somebody kidnaps a husband and they're calling the house and they have their demands. And the wife says, whatever they want, I'll give them anything. 
and the police officer gets off the phone and says, they want your last box of Wonka bars. And she goes, can I think about it for a day? And I just thought it was so funny that the people in the world care this much about these golden tickets and getting into this factory for the first time. Because like I said earlier, these are the first people to ever go into this factory. So it's a big deal. Yes, it's a very big deal. I really liked the inventing room. It was very chaotic and it almost had a Dr. Seuss style to it, yeah, especially absolutely. the gobstopper machine underneath the blanket or cloth that it is moving. Yeah. Very Dr. Seuss, but I loved it. But in particular, this is where Violet finds the gum. And I loved this scene because when I was younger, I loved gum. Not as much as her. I wasn't putting it behind my ear or anything. But the <laughs> You're not your dad. No, I'm not my dad. <laughs> Shout out Steve. Loves his gum. But there is a three-course meal in this gum. And I'm like, that would be so cool. And the way she's describing it and she's so excited, you're like, yeah, what's next? And then she starts turning blue. Like the dessert. Like the dessert. Blueberry pie. And I love this quote. I find myself saying it for random reasons. The violet, you're turning violet, violet. Like, oh. And she blows up like a blueberry. And I love the nonchalant Gene Wilder just being like, you know, it always goes wrong with the dessert. (laughs) And he's not concerned at all whatsoever for the welfare of the child. He's just like, how? why does it keep going wrong? (laughs) Yeah, Gene Wilder is always just nonchalant about everything in this movie and it's wonderful it is those one-liners are good but yes definitely deems him a sociopath for these kids but then the oompa loompas come out and sing another song and they just roll her away to the juicing room and it's just so funny seeing her little blue jumpsuit just poof right up so speaking of the inventing room you had mentioned that it looked very dr Susi. even the sounds of it are very dr Susi. the way that they turn on that machine <laughs> And I want to talk about the sets of this movie. The candy room, the inventing room, there's this plain white room that's in the TV room. And even just that plain white room, I was like, oh, wow, that's a cool set. The way that they did it, the way that everything looks clean and sharp. Even the Wonka boat looks really cool that they're in. You can tell that it's stuck in place the entire time because it's just a dark room. But the way that it comes out and the way that it just looks so magical for these people seeing it for the first time. It makes a grand entrance. Yeah. You're like, wow. I want to take a ride on the Wonka boat. I also like how intricate the factory is for Mr. Salt. Like, you believe that you're in Mr. Salt's nut factory. Absolutely. Everything outside of Willy Wonka's factory still looks cool. Like Charlie's Neighborhood and even the Candyman candy shop. It just looks so good. I like it all. The sets are great. Yes. uh, The candy shop feels like something that you could just walk right into. And I would want to. Oh, yes. I would particularly like to walk in while he's just throwing candy everywhere to get the free candy. (laughs) Yeah, we had brought this up when we were watching it. We're like, don't have to pay today, Charlie. Hurry up. Get in there. Get the candy off the floor. (laughs) As long as he's singing his musical number, you can get all the free candy that you want. He's just handing out lollipops left and right. Yep. And speaking of the Candyman, I have always loved his song. He is a man who loves his job. And this is a song that easily gets stuck in your head, like most of the music in this movie, really. Yeah, some of the music does get stuck in your head. And that's one of the positives is the music of this movie. In particular, the Oompa Loompa songs are great. They all are catchy. They rhyme. They teach a lesson. They do teach lessons. One in particular that I like is the one where Veruca Salt goes down into the garbage chute. I've always liked that one was able to, whenever I sang an Oompa Loompa song, that is the one that my head goes to, is those lyrics. And that and everybody just wanted her to meet her demise. (laughs) Yeah, Veruca is very much a bad egg. But the other songs in this movie, like Pure Imagination, Gene Wilder sings this. And the way that the choreography is of them coming down the steps into this room and him whipping his cane up against the railings, 
are just great. And the way he sings it is just, he's not singing it like hitting notes. He's kind of talking, which I don't particularly like in songs, but the way that he's doing it, I love. He's definitely feeling the moment. And this is a song that I actually sang for a choir competition. That's Mm. how popular this was. And junior high, this was our song. And I believe they do sing it in the new Wonka movie as well. So I do want to see that scene. Yes, I have heard bits and pieces of Timothy Chalamet singing it. And then another song that he just kind of talk sings is the Wondrous Boat Ride, the one that he does start screaming at the end. Very creepily done, but he does a great job at it. I am That is actually straight from the novel. Oh, really? Yes, that is straight from the book that he is reading. Um, and another bit that Raul Dahl was really upset about, because this was supposed to be a crazy ride where the Oompa Loompas were just rowing really fast. Uh-huh. And he has no idea why the movie turned it into something creepy. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I like it, because I think this is one of the most rewatchable scenes of the entire movie. It's just a good scene. It's a good scene because it's so out of place and it's so bizarre. And you're like, what is happening right now? Yeah, that's what makes it memorable yes. for me. Weren't we just singing about candy? What is what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> But I do know that there is one song that definitely kills the vibe of this movie. Yeah, I completely forgot about this song. I didn't even know it existed. I turned to everybody when we were watching and I said, has this always been here? (laughs) Yes, it has. (laughs) It's Cheer Up Charlie and it's Charlie's mom singing this song because she knows Charlie's sad because he thinks that the last golden ticket has been found. So he's just very sad. And it just takes you out of this movie because it's such a downer. And honestly, I wish all the music from before the factory was taken out. Sure, they can find places where they fit, but I think that it would make everything that happens inside the chocolate factory that much more magical. That these people who work in here are the only ones that sing. Everything outside in the real world, people don't sing. Nobody does that. So with that musical negative, let's talk about pacing, because I know that was a negative for us as well. We get the setup for the golden tickets. You you need to introduce each of these children and their personalities, and you need to feel bad for Charlie. But we don't get to the factory until 40 minutes in. We don't even see Willy Wonka till like the 45-minute mark. Yeah. And for a movie that's called Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, you would think a lot more of it would take place there. Yeah, like I said, if we had seen him in the background of Charlie's Neighborhood, maybe that would have been a little bit more of what we need to enjoy Willy Wonka. Or even cutaway scenes of him in his factory, like watching the news or seeing the newspaper articles of like, okay, another one was found. Like him at least keeping tabs on the story. Maybe not even show his face yet until that 45 minute mark, but at least to see that he's paying attention, keep us connected. Yes, because his intro is great where you first see him and he comes out in the cane and then he does the cartwheel. weird, but okay. (laughs) The somersault, he does a somersault, not a cartwheel. Yeah. But yeah, it's so good. So another big negative of this movie, it is a positive because these kids do act it very well, but the kids of this movie are such bad kids. They are destructive, they're rude, they're awful, entitled kids, but the Oompa Loompas have a great line. You know, they say, Who do you fight when your kid is a rat? And then they go a little bit more, but then they say, You know exactly who's to play the mother and the father. And it's because the adults in this movie are bad, too. It is kids and adults alike. But we say this all the time in our daily lives. When mm-hmm. we encounter a rude kid, we say it's the parent's fault. Yeah, you you learn what you see. And some parents might not even realize they're doing it. But the way you talk to each other, your kids see that. So if you and your spouse communicate a certain way, your kid's going to think it's perfectly OK to go talk to someone like that. So, like, I get it. But, yeah, 
Parents and kids, man. Whew. Yeah, and these kids have clearly never been told no. Veruca, for sure. Absolutely. So that's why she feels like she could be this way. So the negative is that if your kids watch this movie and they see that these kids act this way, they might think it's okay to feel entitled like this. That if their parent never tells them, no, you can't do this, or, you know, you don't need to eat a donut right now, you, you know, these kids would be in better care and they would grow up to be better people. Agreed. Because, yeah, well, I, it always blew my mind when the mom's like, I bring all his TV dinners right here. And she's like so proud when yeah. she says it. And I'm like, what is going on? But it's not just the parents, the teacher. He was like trying to give himself compliments by insulting the students. Like, I'm the teacher. You're not. I only know how to do this concoction. And then they pour it in and it explodes. And it's like, well, everyone in that room has cancer now. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he is super creepy, not a good teacher, don't know why they let him into school. And then what's with the knife peddler? Mm, yeah. yeah. Charlie walks past after he's done delivering his newspapers and he's looking into the factory. And then this old guy literally pushing a cart of knives appears behind him. And he's like, yep, that's the factory. And you're like, where did you come from? He's there literally just to tell you that no person has ever gone into this factory. And they could have read that in a newspaper article. They could have. And it's probably because this man took them out before they got into the factory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. He's a security for Willy Wonka's factory. And then probably the worst adult in this entire movie, Grandpa Joe. Yeah, they paint him to be like this wonderful dude. Well, Charlie does. Yes, Charlie's like, Grandpa Joe's awesome. But by the way, you have three other living grandparents right in front of you. Yeah, they literally lay in the same bed together. But we, we had a fun conversation about this last night. Some of you might find this funny as well. It's just, so he says that he's been in this bed for 20 years, which means, one, he didn't even get out of bed for the birth of his grandchild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His mom and Charlie are working to, like, support them. Nobody got out of this bed and took a job. And I think he's what? He's only in his 60s, 60s or 70s. So that means this man hit 40, 50 years old and was like, all right, I'm done. Get in the bed. Very true. Yeah. <laughs> and then the moment that Charlie finds this golden ticket and Charlie's like, I want to bring you, Grandpa Joe, not my working mom who works hard every single day. I want to treat her to this. I want to bring Grandpa Joe. Grandpa Joe, like you said. 20 years hasn't gotten out of bed. This dude, all of a sudden, his legs work. He starts dancing around the room, singing another song that is unnecessary for the movie. Oh, my gosh. Grandpa Joe was a real piece of work. And he's singing, I got a golden ticket. It's like, <laughs> no, 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 bro. At one point, he does stop and say we, but it's like, that's Charlie's. Yeah, for you're, sure. You're just going along as a chaperone, okay? Yeah, Grandpa Joe is probably the worst grown up in this movie. And then one other negatives come with parental guidance, mommy. So language there is none unless you count the way Veruca talks. No one should ever talk to people the way she does. And very lucky for us, both of our girls looked at us and were like, what is her problem? And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, thank you. I'm very glad that you realize that that is a bad seed right there. Violence. Kids are disappearing left and right. So yeah, there is violence. The thought of juicing or taffy pulling a child is quite horrific. And at one point, Grandpa Joe and Charlie are worried about hitting a fan and being cut up from the ceiling. Girls, was there anything that scared you? No. What about you, Amelia? When they were on the boat ride. That was a very creepy scene. What about it bothered you? When it was having all the scary stuff on the wall. Yes, parents, the tunnel scene is scary and bizarre. There's creepy images on the walls, like Amelia had said, and he sings this song that eventually leaves him shouting, and it's chaotic. It's just, 
I don't understand the point outside of it being clear that Wonka hasn't properly socialized in years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, right then and there, while we watched the movie, Amelia looked at me and said, uh, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> so heads up for that. And lastly, for grown-up stuff, Wonka is seen smoking a cigar in his office, and then there's a brief conversation about pipe tobacco, which goes back to Grandpa Joe, just bizarre. He's like, I'm going to give up my pipe tobacco. They get, like, what, a couple shillings a week? And Charlie and his mom, like, convince him into still smoking. And I thought this was a very bad thing. It's like, no, we shouldn't be convincing our family members to keep their pipe tobacco. Like, no, no, no. They probably just want one less mouth to feed, so they're like... Let him keep smoking. <laughs> Fill him up on his tobacco. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, this, not a good scene for kids. And then as for an age recommendation, you know your kids better than we do. We're just here to recommend and give our opinions. We enjoyed this as kids. We'll find out in a moment if our girls did as well. But I'm going to say four or five and up is a fine age. Just remember that the first 40 minutes is going to be harder for the littles to get through. It's a little slowly paced. So Rotten Tomato critics have this movie certified fresh at 92%, which is a thumbs up. Audiences have it pretty high still at an 87%, which is still a thumbs up. Let's see how it holds up in our house. Zosha, do you give Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory a thumbs up, a thumbs middle, or a thumbs down? Thumbs up. A thumbs up? Why? Because it has all that candy in there, and I wish I could eat all of it from in there. (laughs) All right, Amelia, what do you give this movie? Thumbs up. And why do you give it a thumbs up? Because I want those golden tickets so I can eat all the candy. Ah, I bet. They need to bring Wonka bars back. Mommy, what do you give this? I'm going to give this movie a thumbs middle. I feel like I enjoyed it a lot more as a child, but now that I'm an adult, call me out however you want. I like the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie better than this one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What about you, Daddy? People are going to come at me more. I'm giving this movie a thumbs down. All right. I liked it when I was younger, but I don't like it very much now. I don't want to turn it on and watch it again and again and again. So, yeah, thumbs down. I did not enjoy it. It's fair enough. You do not like that 70s pacing. And if any of you would like to add Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory to your movie night list, it is currently streaming on Max or available across platforms. And after watching, let us know if you give it thumbs up, thumbs middle, or thumbs down. And when you want to let us know what you think about the movie, please find us on social media. We like to post pictures of us on our movie nights, letting you know what snacks and sweets we're eating. We post a dad joke as well as a sneak peek clip theme to the episode coming out that week. It's a fun place to hang out. Our Facebook is It's Movie Night and our Instagram is It's Movie Night Pod. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another movie night. Bye. Bye.